0: Welcome to Vitality Women Leading Audaciously. Today, I'm so psyched to welcome my guest, Alexandra Ehrlich. Um, I'm saying her name probably quasi German, quasi English. Um, She is the credit girl, and she can help us understand a lot more about how our credit can matter, why it's not necessarily overwhelming, how to strategize. Um, it because my dad always told me you can screw up anything in your life, really anything, but just not your credit. And that's how I was raised. So I'm so excited to be talking to her, um, but also about her personal story. She's a single mom, she's an entrepreneur and um, she's just killing it. So welcome.
1: Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. It's Always a joy to talk to other women and to really be involved in the community and saying what's going on in our world and being able to really share the different things that we've been through and find those permissions and those graces.
0: Totally. Yes. And she's in Denver. You're in Denver. I'm here in California, not too far apart. And I was just in Colorado for the first time in my life. And I just loved it. It was so beautiful. And the people were incredible.
1: I just really loved it. Well, I mean, most of them came from California.
0: <laughs> they didn't feel like Californians. They felt very like direct and very, um, you know, on it. And they weren't distracted with their phones. And uh, the politics were
1: a little different. So <laughs> <laughs> we have that weird interim going. <laughs> we're not talking politics. I, this is still tea, so it's a little light for politics. <laughs>
0: Totally. That's funny. That's funny. So um, tell us about uh, why credit, like, how did you get into to this line of business and tell us a little bit more about your story?
1: Yeah. So back in the nineties, I was actually doing magazine subscription sales back when, like, all of us actually had phones that had call waiting and voicemail and that you actually had to record a voicemail message and all these things. I was doing audit- magazine subscription sales and appointment setting for a security company. And my mom got to love my mother. She ran across this ad in the paper and it said, looking for phone sales skills, looking for sales skills. And we're offering a salary of $35,000 a year plus bonus plus commission. And she's like, you have to apply. And I'm like, Okay, it doesn't say for what, and she's like, "Just you have to like it's got to be better than what you're doing." I'm like, "Well, anything's better than what I'm doing." So (laughs) uh, I go in and apply. Turns out it's a subprime mortgage company, and if you've seen The Big Short, or if you've, I love that movie. Yeah, this made all of that look like uh, like it was underselling the whole thing a hundred times over. It was literally a bullpen. Um, this retail space had had two rows of desks put in. The manager's office was in the back, almost yeah. like a car dealership with a sales window. And we weren't given chairs every day until after we'd gotten an application. We had the headset. We had a phone book. And in the back, we had a shared printer that still had like the dot matrix and the pages like to fold off the sides. Do you remember that? I know. Yes. I'm my yes. Path. Totally. And we still had the thermal paper fax machine. Mm. And so I started in subprime mortgage where selling interest rates in double digits with points in double digits was the norm. Mm. Um, from there, I did a stint at AmeriQuest, I did a stint at Green Tree, and just kind of some of the bigger companies that people may have heard of. <laughs> and I brokered. Well, Leading up to 08 and kind of in the interim there, I ended up in a relationship, had my daughter, had her without health insurance because I was in the mortgage world. So the fun medical bills with that. And then 08 happened. Uh, My husband at the time and I were both in the mortgage world and realized that, well, this isn't going to work. We don't know what to do. We don't know if we have an industry and at least one of us has to do something more stable. So at that point I went into banking, but he had no income. And we went from having a lot of wiggle room, having the ability to do fix and flips and to have rental properties, to having all of those programs taken away pretty much in the blink of an eye. Wow. And um, I personally had seven properties I had to walk away from in foreclosure. They were model leasebacks to builders. And then with the medical debt with my daughter, the best option was for filing a bankruptcy. And it was, okay, now how do we start over? Now what do we do? This banking job I'm about to accept wants me to clean up my credit. They want me in a better position. And ultimately, I didn't get into credit right out the gate. I spent several years in corporate banking as a branch manager and as a branch consolidator. And then did some consulting for a while for businesses that were trying to figure out the navigation strategies between how do we start a business when we have this funding or we have this idea and we need to marry two people that normally would never be a partnership and normally Mm. would never think to work together. That's fun. So, yeah, it was really cool. Nice. In the midst of all of that, I had my son. And he did not pass his newborn hearing screens. So we found out he was deaf and went through 18 months of filing appeals and fighting with insurance because they told me that hearing was not medically necessary. Whoa. yeah. As a parent, I'm sure you can think of some of the very colorful and choice verbiage that I used with the insurance company.
0: <laughs> uh, we having a special needs child. I had a special needs child as well. I have one and it's, 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 it takes a lot of time, focus, energy and, and additional expense for sure. Wow.
1: Yeah. So I wanted to get him cochlear implants. It was just a personal choice for our household um, to give him the opportunities that I felt he deserved. Yeah. And yeah. After 18 months of fighting appeals and speaking in front of a board of surgeons and medical professionals, I don't think I've ever been more daunted in my life. I've spoken uh-huh. to rooms of hundreds of people and literally speaking to these five men that were looking at me with this like washed face what was more daunting than any other room I've ever spoken in
0: <laughs> mm, incredible. And did you
1: win? I did oh, However, that's at that point, And how many of us can relate to this? I had signed every consent the doctors put in front of me. Yeah. And I ended up with over $180,000 in medical bills that got sold, resold and sold again. So according to my credit report, it looked like I owed over a half a million dollars. That's not
0: only, When you say the debt got sold, is that what you mean? And because it got sold, so to many different times. collection agencies. Interesting. Wow. So you had this bankruptcy thing, then you had the special needs child, and so you've been strategizing your debt for decades. It sounds like
1: absolutely. And here's the kicker: my credit score, while I was going through all this for my son, went from high seven hundreds after the bankruptcy to a five Oh eight. Wow. And after the appeals, after everything got approved and insurance ended up paying the bill, my final bill wasn't 180,000. It wasn't a half a million. It was $21,000, but here's the part that I think so many people can relate to because my credit score had dropped so significantly and so rapidly The equity I had in my home, I couldn't leverage. My free and clear vehicles, I couldn't leverage. I couldn't get a signature loan or raise my credit card limits. Well, suffice it to say that at over 30 years of age, I had to go to mommy and daddy and say, I need to put 21 grand on your credit card.
0: But then you were free and clear and then you could rebuild.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. But it was so humbling to have to go through that process again and again and And again. Yeah,
0: totally.
1: (laughs) And here's the kicker, the ex-husband wasn't on any of it. So of course, none of his stuff suffered.
0: (laughs) Interesting. Yeah. And, you know, as women, I'm sure a lot of women listening can relate. And it's something that we don't talk about because who wants to talk about bankruptcy or debt problems? I mean, it's, it's like a shame there's like such deep shame associated with like not being able to hold it together, not being able to handle it, and you know, oftentimes when you end a relationship, and a lot of women listening have decided to end their relationships, uh, it, it, it the financial ruin that follows it is devastating, and it's something that nobody really wants to hear about or talk about. So I'm really glad that that we're talking today. I mean, so you started this company though, then um, the twenty one thousand dollars got paid, and then you decided. I, I've, I've hacked the system. Like I've figured this out. I want to help others now.
1: So there was one more transition piece in between there. Uh, I actually went to work for, as an outside sales rep for a couple of different credit repair companies. And I was, I know this is where I'm meant to be. I know that this educational platform is my platform and it resonates on every level. However, there was always some little piece about the different companies that didn't hold firm for me that, mm-hmm. that somehow was just missing something. And yeah, speaking about dating myself, that's my fax machine ringing.
0: Oh, <laughs> good. Look, well, you know, that's just the life now, right? We're, we're working from home and that's just the deal. There's a vacuum cleaner in the background somewhere as well. So I'm sure you've heard that, right? So it's just like, it's just, is what it is. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, when I was working for these other companies, uh, I was working through the relationships I'd built for countless years in banking, in finance, in real estate, in mortgage. I've always worked nationwide. And so it was, okay, great. These are my relationships and they're trusting me with their clients and they're sending me their clients and saying, Hey, let's get them to that next step. And I was seeing a missing piece in the, in the credit industry. Just like you said, there's so much shame and blame and all of these things that we put out as a society. We put them out not just as a society, but even as households. Um, I'm Russian Jewish. We immigrated in the early 80s. And my household, the mentality was, you don't buy anything you can't afford. You don't have credit. It was very Dave Ramsey-esque. And at the same time, what do you do then when you need it? If you don't play the game, you can't win the game. Exactly.
0: I know when I, I lived in Europe for 10 years, came back, had no credit. I'm like, but I, have, I don't I don't have any debt. Like that should be good. And they're like, no, you have to actually have debt to have credit. I was a total mystery to me. I was almost 40 when I came back to the US. i had been expat for, you know, 10, over 10 years. And I was like, what do you mean? So I totally get what you're saying. And I agree with, I agree with that mentality. And we are also, my family is also Russian Jewish. So I mean, like there's lots of, uh, <laughs> lots of lines there intersecting.
1: Yeah, and so with that, I I think that not just from the cultural standpoint, but even from my own experience of like, oh my gosh, I've watched all these people go through debt loads and, and have to do mortgage consolidations at higher interest rates for cash out and all these different pieces. I was like, there's easier answers. What are we doing? What are we doing for end goals? And that's what created the foundation for starting my company. My Mm -hmm. entire company is centered around strategy and credit planning. Mm -hmm. Um, The tagline that I developed out is, I'm here as your ally in mastering strategies for conquering the credit game.
0: Love that. Cause you gotta conquer it, right? I mean, that's just part of life. We gotta leverage it and conquer it and figure out how to play the game. And no one really teaches us how to do that. My my parents certainly didn't. School certainly doesn't. I mean, you had to learn the hard way going through it, navigating those muddy waters. Um, that's really incredible. What an asset you are just to to us. Thank you for for like the work you do.
1: Absolutely. And I think within that, that's what's really spurred me taking the educational components to the next level. It's okay great. What are our goals? And let's, let's ignore what everyone tells us our goals are supposed to be. Let's ignore what society and our upbringing has said. If I need to be the magic permission fairy, I will be the magic permission fairy. If somebody is eligible for a bankruptcy in today's day and age, there's ways to strategically go into a bankruptcy, even with a 700 credit score and come out with a 740. There's ways That's to go- Amazing. Wow. Um, I think that there's so many, especially litigious life events that we encounter, whether it's divorce, whether it's bankruptcy, whether it's business formation, that all require us just to have that small pivot in our mentality and say, okay, is this actually a goal? Is this actually a true fundamental core belief? Or is this something that we've been told should be a belief?
0: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I honestly, um, my daughter is getting into it right now. She wants to get into real estate investing and it's all about leverage. And it's so fascinating because I feel so inept in educating her on how you play the game uh, appropriately. And it's so, it's so interesting because you've just been through it in all these different angles. So if people want to work with you, they call you up and they have a consult, they talk about your goals, and then you work with them to strategize their You know, they're
1: absolutely and uh, it's it's literally across the board. So I work with people that are building out and wanting to separate their business financials from their personal financials. uh I work with people going through divorce. So here was a fun one. And um just speaking from personal experience, yeah. When I went divorce. My attorney was like, look, don't worry about it. The judge is going to give him that bill. The judge is going to do this. Here's how it's going to play out because this is the norm. And I'm like, well, wait. So if he's supposed to make the car payments, but we're both on the car loan and he decides to, I'll watch my language, but he decides to tell me not so nicely that he wants to not make that payment to pull one over on me. Then what? How does that work? It
0: adversely affects you, yeah.
1: She's like, Well, that that's you have the decree saying that you know he's supposed to make the payments. Mm-hmm. Well, in the actual legal system, contract law, federal banking contract law supersedes and trumps mm-hmm. state divorce law. Yeah. And I'm like, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> So I help people going through that process as well. Here's the wording we can put in. Here's the safe measures we can put in.
0: That's huge. No lawyer can really even not say no lawyer, but lawyers don't know, you know, (laughs) wouldn't know that. That's amazing. All right. So. Um, those of you who can't see her who are only listening to this in audio, she is literally glowing. Like, like the, the, the light is like reflecting off of her skin. She's, she's literally glowing. She's very vibrant. And you can tell that vitality is definitely seeping through your pores. (laughs) She has this beautiful smile and these bright eyes and, um, I just wanted to talk about you personally for a moment. How do you maintain, you know, your rigorous schedule being a mom, uh, owning your own business, helping all these other people, and just life, your own health? How do you how do you balance it? What are some of your strategies?
1: I think that it comes down to giving grace. Um, it's all about making room for grace and for gratitude. When I practice daily gratitude journaling, when I take the time to give myself permission to say, you know what? I am not going to take calls those two hours. If they don't see the value in working with me and doing it within a reasonable time schedule constraint, then that's okay. I can fire clients just as much as they can fire me. Right. Yeah. And I've really been intentional with that over the last two years Mm -hmm. is not necessarily going full bore on the social media and the funnels and the, the things because I'm realistic that people work with me for me. That is why my company is branded after me. And it's to show my children um, really to lead by that example of you guys, there's going to be things in your world, those wise that you have to hold them sacred. You have to hold your space for those things sacred. And if you can build relationship and business within them, that's amazing. Some of my best friends I've met through my children (laughs) Um, as parents of their friends. And it's allowed my world to, in a sense, grow smaller while being that much richer. Mm, I love that. So give ourselves grace. That's really huge. And be
0: boundaryed, you know, in a, in a nice way about, you know, what you actually have time for. Cause there, we think, I mean, I know we're capable beyond imagination. I mean, we're women, we're moms, you know, it's just like, we're, I feel like we have superpowers just because of that, let alone the business and the relationships and all the other things. Um, but it's true. Like there are only so many hours in a day. And if we're not, uh, vigilant with our time and those boundaries, we it just starts to drain us, and then it's that slow, you know, adrenal fatigue, and then lackluster, and then grumpiness, and then we go to wine and food, and <laughs> we start these behaviors like reaching for things to give us energy. But you know what we really need is you know time, space, sleep, restoration, and it's go
1: ahead. you're saying. It's health. It's health across every one of those platforms. It's if we have financial health and religious health and emotional health, it's going to go ahead and snowball into that physical health. And that's been something else. I don't lie. I, I don't sugarcoat. I own it. I've stopped apologizing for it. Love it. Like a sailor and cool. It's just who I am. I'm not everyone's flavor. And that's, I love it. it. That's That's
0: that's so great. I so appreciate that.
1: (laughs) I will cancel a meeting if it just doesn't make sense for my world. Um, I I was actually scheduled later this week to drive four and a half hours each way. And the the meeting was supposed to be about 20 real estate agents that I was going to be teaching for. And I spoke to them and they're like, yeah, at this point, it's like five. And I said, look. I appreciate you. I, I want to support you in every way I can. That is not worth the time and yeah. energy expense for me. Right. Totally. It's not worth my sanity. The way that I will be scrambling to get across this state, not just town, literally the state. Yeah. I'm not going to do it.
0: I love it. Yeah. No, it's so great. It's it's not easy. That's not an easy call to make because they're, you know, expecting you to, to be there. But I think it's really a great symbol for us, for all of us that we have to learn to say no. It's really hard, actually, especially if you're a Christian and you've been raised to be like, you know, Give and give and give until, you know, there's nothing left. Um, And we have to just reformat that, not to be selfish, right? But just to be clear about what's possible, just to be honest with ourselves. So before we wrap, because uh, we're getting to the the end of the the session, um, what what, any advice, any last minute words you'd like to leave with our listeners, these women who are looking to maybe make a career change and um, who really don't have a clue about uh, how to leverage their credit?
1: Absolutely. Um, I've got three things. First, first one, instead of forcing something to be a deal maker, when you make your list of a hundred things or 200 things, whether it's financial or relationship or business, make that list, make it as long and as extensive and as finite so that you can manifest it as possible. Absolutely. But choose the top 10 things out of that list that are the deal breakers. And if those deal breakers are not being met, Give yourself the grace to walk Mm. and, and say that maybe it's not worthy of you, not the other way around. Love it. Number two, give anything and everything in your world grace, whether that's your boundaries or your own personal opinions of the things you were told and taught as a child. Own yourself now in your current space, not the old stories, not the reflection of what you think you're showing on paper. None of that really own and lean into your own current present reality. And third, as far as credit, it's a computer. Um, Since we're ladies talking, I'll go ahead and uh, share my personal opinion on this. Computers can only think the way that men do, which is however we women program them to. And therefore, (laughs) if they are not thinking With logic and reason, then we can manipulate that and we can tell them what to think and how exactly to envision a picture. So, regardless of what it is, whether there's been problems in the past, you're foreseeing problems in the future, or you simply want to know how to really take credit to that next level and be able to leverage it for anything else, I'm happy to be of service and support and offer a consult and a review and just even a sounding board.
0: Amazing. Amazing. And they go to your website to contact you.
1: They can go to my website, which is Alexandra or on any social media platform. I have a ton of videos that really kind of give some DIY on YouTube, as well as across Instagram and Facebook. I haven't listened to TikTok yet.
0: (laughs) Oh yeah. I know me either. We're like, you know, it's like the the wild, wild west for for me at least. (laughs) Everyone's like, "Got to do it." I'm like, "Really?" Again, it comes down to time, right? um But no, I really—those are really powerful tips. And I—I I so appreciate your presence, your energy, your vitality, and your courageousness. I mean, you have really uh, been resilient throughout these decades with your relationship, with your finances, with your children, with your businesses. It's like it's—it's it's really an inspiration. You are an inspiration.
1: Thank you so much. And thank you for having me. And for everyone listening, you guys just know that anything's possible. Um, All the stuff out there, as far as manifesting and as far as really taking things to the next level, it really is possible. Don't get caught up in the semantics of how, just know and hold firm to your why.
0: Amazing. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Vitality, Women Leading Audaciously. Please contact me if you're interested in cultivating more vitality at jennifer-helene.com on the contact page. If you know this episode would be of value to your community, please share it on all of your social media channels. Maybe you are a successful working mom who would like to share your story on this podcast. Please visit podcast.jennifer-helene.com backslash podcast-guest to apply. And you might know someone who would be an ideal guest. If so, tag them on social media to let them know about the show and include the hashtag #VitalityWomenLeadingAudaciously. Leading Audaciously. I absolutely love seeing your posts and guest suggestions. We are regularly putting out new episodes and content. To make sure you don't miss any episodes, go ahead and subscribe. Your thumbs up, ratings, and reviews go a long way to help promote the show and mean a lot to me and my team in getting the word out about how to realign humanity with purpose. Purposeful Ventures is a company that is helping moms succeed in revitalizing their lives, relationships, businesses, and health. Please join a more personal conversation by working directly with me, joining my private Facebook group, or one of my programs. This is Jennifer Helene, and thanks for spending your precious time with me.